bent down and I picked up an apricot and I just chucked it right into that tree as hard as I could. He fell out of the tree. I hit him right in the forehead. Oops. I ran in the house. I was so scared. So, what is the most productive, fruitful thing in our lives? I'm not saying we should go and throw fruit at our neighbor. But God designed our lives to not just be adventurous, but to be fruitful in Him. And so, is my relationship with Jesus compelling me to move? Is it real? Is it fruitful? Are there tangible things that I can see in my life that personify my relationship with Jesus Christ? In the, in the early 80s, Wendy's had a... Uh, a commercial. And you, some of you, you'll remember this. There were three older gals and they were on a hamburger tasting panel. And they brought out this enormous bun and there was this little tiny patty, right? And there was a famous saying. I've got the picture right here. The one little lady on the end screams in the phone. Say it with me. Where's the beef? Right? She screams it. She doesn't ask it. She screams it. Where's the beef? I think as Christians, we should be asking ourselves that same thing. Where's the fruit? In my life, where's the fruit? In my marriage, where's the fruit? In my job, where's the fruit? In my personal choices that no one else sees, where's the fruit? Where's the fruit in my mouth? In the things that come out of my mouth, when I'm not around the people I go to church with, where's the fruit in my plans for my life, for what I'm doing, for what I'm about? Romans 7, 4, Paul said, So my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him who raised was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit to God. And so we have this question, how do we and what does it look like to bear fruit to God? Uh, about a month ago, we were at this event and we were remembering someone, a family member. I know this person loved Jesus with all their heart. I know this person had given their lives to Christ. I know that this person had, had done Great things for the kingdom of God at some point in their life. But I also know that I've struggled to see the fruit of the kingdom of God in their life. There were a lot of people saying, oh, what a man of God. What a man of God. And I really started going, okay, what is it that makes you a man of God? Because if you're a man of God, if you're a woman of God, we should have fruit that is displayed in our lives of, of God. I'm going to read this newspaper headline to you. Okay, I won't tell you the newspaper article it came from. It was in several newspapers. Here's the article. A judge sides with parents and rules their 30-year-old son must move out. Really? A judge had to get involved to finally move the youngster out of the house? 30 years 
old. As Christians, I hope we're doing better than that. How do I develop myself to bear the fruit that we read about in Galatians 5, which says the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How do we bear that? What does that look like? And so I have a couple of quick little things that we could remember. Maybe we could apply it to our life of how we could set ourselves up to be fruitful. First one is this. Find out what pleases the Lord in every area of your life. Every area. Which means we, as mature Christians, allow God access to every part of our life. Not just the ones we choose. Not just the ones that are convenient. Not just the ones that we want. Every area of our life. Find out what pleases the Lord. We had this uh, Italian greyhound. This little, little, they're a miniature greyhound. And he was born crippled in all four legs. And the little guy made it for 16 years. <sighs> he was awesome, okay? But he had problems going to the bathroom. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm sleeping, and I can hear him scratching at the door. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Open the door. Let the dog out. He runs around and comes right in the dog door. That wasn't the part that frustrated me. The part that frustrated me was he already had gone to the bathroom right in front of the door. And I found it by Braille because I was sleeping and I was barefoot and I was mashed into the carpet and it was warm and it was 3 o'clock in the morning and I just went, Scooby, mm. find out what pleases the Lord. I was not happy. Scrubbing the carpet in the middle of the night because the dog. Find out what pleases the Lord in every area of your life. Ephesians 5, 8 through 10. Paul tells us, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. What would happen if we allowed God access to every part of our life? If we walked every single day going, I want to find out what pleases the Lord today in my life. You know what's going to happen? I think we're going to set ourselves up just a little bit more to bear fruit. For people to see the, the impact of Jesus Christ in our personal lives. Another thing that I think we could do is conduct everything that we do, everything that we do, as if it were to the Lord. It doesn't matter what it is, I'm going to do it as if I'm doing it to the Lord. And when I go through my daily life and I'm living like I am doing it for the Lord, I think we're going to set ourselves up for fruitfulness. I had a friend, I have a friend, they loved to adopt Shelter pets, which I think is really cool. Well, they adopted this golden retriever. Her name was Anne, and Anne had one eye. And so her name was One-Eyed Anne. Well, they also had a macaw. And if you guys know much about macaws, we know that macaws like to repeat 
words that they hear often. And so the macaw, whenever the macaw saw the dog, would go, hello, one-eyed Ann. <laughs> That's great. But then macaws also repeat everything that they hear you say. And so all day long, whenever the macaw saw Ann, she would go, look out, Ann, you've only got one eye. Wouldn't that get annoying after a while? I always wondered what was going on in the dog's mind. Like, just wait till Thanksgiving, bird. Just wait. But what's really neat about that is macaws are going to do that because that's the way God designed them. Creation and nature works because that's how God created it too. The heavens and creation declare the glory of God. So the bird is going to just do what it does. But as people, we have the choice. We don't have to declare the glory of God. We have that option. We can choose to do nothing. We have that freedom. God gave us that as a gift that we could choose. We didn't have to be in a cage forced to do something. He gives us the option to choose and to conduct everything that we do as if we were doing it for the Lord. Psalms 37, which is a, a favorite of mine, verses 5 and 6, says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your acts like the new day sun. So if we want to see that fruit, then we should conduct everything we do like we're doing it to the Lord. Commit your ways to the Lord. And the last one is this, and this is simple. I think, and I personally, I fall out of habit of doing this. I really do. I think we should get in the habit of asking the Holy Spirit to help you bear His fruit daily. You know what? I need to get in the habit of asking God to help. Help me. Help me bear His fruit this is something that's probably near and dear to everyone's heart. It's cute. <laughs> We've got a little bit of pasture at the end of Lone Pine Ditch. And Lone Pine Ditch, in my neck of the woods, has not seen a drop of water. It is bone dry. Our chickens are out there playing in the ditch. They shouldn't be playing in the ditch. It's dry. My grass is dry. My pasture is dry. And do you know what I found myself doing? Oh God, we need your rain. We need moisture. And we know that there's fires all over the place and the rest of us have pastures that they're not looking good this year. It's tough. And we find ourselves asking God to bring moisture. And I think we can do the same thing in our lives that God would bring moisture, that He would bring His rain, that He would bring His fruit into our personal lives. God, would You help me to bear Your fruit? Holy Spirit, would You help me to bear Your fruit? Because I need it far more than my pasture needs rain. Jesus said in John fifteen sixteen, You did not choose Me, but I chose You and appointed You to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. We're going to pray, and we're going to close with a hymn. And then, right after the hymn, we're going to have our children come up here because we have this really exciting week ahead of us. So let's pray.
Lord God Almighty, thank You so much for this day. And Lord, we do ask that You'd help each one of us to bear Your fruit. That people would actually get to see the goodness of the Lord in our lives. We ask, Lord, that You would help us to give You access to every part of our lives, not just the ones we choose. And that we would do everything we do as if we were doing it for You. We ask for Your help and for Your blessing. In Jesus' name, Amen. Please stand as we close with our hymn.